waxy wax wax. It is the waxing crescent moon. Do your shit, people. You know what's up. This is Lucifer from Positive Occult Practice. Make sure you tell everybody about this podcast, how shitty it is. But it's actually kind of funny and good. You know, I haven't been very funny on any of these. I'm actually kind of funny, but, you know, I'm talking about like a series of subjects, I guess you would say. But I got to loosen up. I am definitely going to be having some guests, hopefully, on here soon. Because I'm fucking boring sometimes. So I'm, I'm going to definitely get somebody on here. Uh, I already, I mean, I do have people lined up, kind of, you know, I'm going to talk about. So, but it's about just setting the time frame, getting a hold of them, and let's fucking doing this. But if you are following my podcast, I really appreciate you. I will get you blessings from Lucifer, Satan, or whoever you need to be blessed by. And they will give you great abundance if you press that follow button. I'm just fucking with you. They might. They might. You never know. But, uh... Yeah, just follow. Spread the word. Put a notification bell up so you know when it is. And uh, let's let's do this shit. So on with the show. Hello and welcome to Positive Occult Practice with Lucifer. How's everybody doing? I hope out there everybody's doing good. Yes, this podcast has came out quick. Uh, compared to the last one, I mean, well, I won't say compared to the last one. I never put out two. I don't want to put two in a week because you'd be sick of shit of me. I get sick of shit of it. Like, I don't even want to deal with uh, some of my own shit sometimes. But I figured I'd put this one out because I think it would be while I'm on a, I feel good. You know, when you feel good, you're like, you know, I'm going to do it. Because then there's going to be that week where you don't. At least maybe you can put one away and get ready to send one out. And, um, I felt like doing this one because I think this one was really important to me uh, because it really changed my life as not just a practitioner, but as a human being, most of all. And, uh, it, it just helped me center myself. It helped me work with my ADHD without having to use any drugs to for ADHD and which I was diagnosed later in life. Uh, as an adult, actually, and then I kind of figure out, oh, shit, that's why I did this, 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 that when I was a young kid. So, but then I realized that meditation is what really kept me in line um, more than any drug or anything like that. Uh, I did try, you know, some your basic, I guess, drugs for ADHD, and I gave up on them because it just didn't make me feel right. I didn't feel like I was just going to be myself. And what was it to help me focus for like a little bit of time? I don't think it was worth it. And I'm, I like myself better without that kind of shit, even though it's very mild stuff. I just don't like it. And I'm super healthy kind of person. And after a while, it just, it's just not working for me. So meditation has always worked for me. And if I have drifted away from it, I can feel it and I know the difference in my life. So I'm hoping that you're going to, you know, listen to this. And if you don't meditate as a practitioner in witchcraft or any of the uh, other occult practices, I su suggest that you really do because you're going to get so much more out of your practice 
you're going to really center, be able to center yourself and focus your energy and learn how to use a lot of really good concentration. So when I, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you a little history about myself. I don't want to give too much this because it's boring. Uh, for, but for me, I'm, I'm just going to jump right into it. I was raised as Roman Catholic. When I was 10 years old, I had a, something came over me while I was standing in my room that I realized I was always alive. So that there was something that had to do with rebirth and uh, I guess it would be reincarnation. I didn't know what the fuck that shit was, though, because I was not exposed to any of that stuff. My family comes from a family of shamans, but it was never really, it was like cut off at a certain line. And because because my family became Roman Catholics, but because we are Pacific Islanders, there's always that other stuff that's thrown in to your belief system from that. And that's where we also have gotten um, hereditary from each other, a very high sense of intuition and uh, insight. Now, I didn't know anything about meditation when I was younger, and I started to like venture into Buddhism and Hinduism, and I couldn't even understand it then. But <clears throat> as I got older, excuse me, I'm gonna take a drink of water. I don't edit, so like I've, I've said before, I don't fucking edit. I don't believe in that shit. We're just gonna talk, have a conversation. You don't do that when you're just talking, right? Excuse me, we're gonna edit this part. I mean, I, you know what I usually do? I usually just start all over again. If something like stupid happens, but oh god, I mean, I, I my allergies are killing me. I don't know what it is. It's this time of year. Why? It's fucking October. <sighs> so let's go back to this. So I am was in the spiritual kind of journey since I was a young man and just trying to figure out what what is going on with my life? What is the direction I'm going? So I started studying Buddhism. Uh, and we're just going to take a quick jump. I got into Buddhism, um, Buddhism and meditation. And I was doing it for about approximately 15 years of not even just Buddhist meditation or meditation in general, but studying Hinduism, doing yoga. And I don't mean sport yoga. I mean actually going to an ashram to Shivananda Yoga and actually doing yoga, which was actually created, supposedly have come down from Shiva to learn exercise and, and stretching to be able to meditate for long periods of time comfortably, I guess. you know. So that's, that's the real reason why yoga is here. It's not because it's supposed to be a New York sports club. It's actually to prepare you to meditate for long periods of time. Not so you can feel better necessarily all the time, but anyways, there's been a lot of studies on, so I've been meditating for, for years and it's helped me in so many ways, concentration, focus, acceptance, knowing, not being fearful of the unknown in the sense of death. And I really recommend it. And when people say, I can't do it, I, I can't do it because my mind just won't shut down. That's the point. And we're going to go over that too. Why is your mind running like that? And we're going to figure this out. So I'm going to give you a really quick how I explain the true self. When, the ba when a baby is born, your true self is that is you. You're, the tr you're, you're just living in the moment as a baby. You're not thinking, I got to go, go to the bank. 
uh, I got to go see my mom. Um, what, am, what, what time do I got to do that thing tomorrow? They're thinking about, I got to eat. I need comfort. I need warmth. And what the fuck is going on in front of me? That's it. Same thing with animals. Dogs don't sit there and look at you and go, yeah, so, you know, when you're done petting me, I'm going to, I got to go clean out that bowl and take a crap in the yard. No, they're not thinking of that. They're living right there in the moment. And what happens is, is these layers of when you're born, you start becoming labels. You start becoming these mythological, actually, I kind of call them like almost like myths in your brain, like stories in your brain that you think relate to you and who you are. So you're born, you're born in a certain country, you're born with a certain language, you're born with it. Somebody gives you a name, somebody gives you an identity, then you're raised in a certain house, could be an abusive household, could be a very loving household. Then you have all these problems because of all these different layers that are put on top of you. Then you get a job. And what I mean by layers, are it's layers of identity. They're layers of identity that you think in your mind, and your mind will tell you that is real. Your name is Joe. You're a Roman Catholic. You got um, abused or you had a great life. You associate everything with certain things, where you where you were born, with how you look and reflect upon the world and how it reflects back to you, what you think life is. But meanwhile, it's just a story that was told to you in your head. It's a it's kind of it's an amazing concept and it's amazing it's truth. The thing about the Buddha when he was now meditation was before the Buddha, but what the Buddha realized is the true self is with underneath all these layers, and this is what's causing suffering so in order to to slow down suffering or to end suffering is to control the brain a little bit to control the thoughts so the main thing in buddhism and is is actually attachment not having a healthy attachment uh not knowing that there's impermanence not knowing that you should be seeing things in total equanimity meaning that whenever uh, something bad happens to you or good ha- happens to you, you should see them as the same because they're all a learning process, but they will never be permanent. There's not one thing in the entire universe that's permanent. Nothing. If you think about it, there's nothing. Well, what about a star? Mm, well, it burns out eventually, take a billion years, but nothing. Nothing. Just endings and beginnings. And so let's talk a little bit about some first before let's, let's start about how, what meditation does for you. Well, it helps relax you It improves your sleep. Um, it lowers your cortisol levels 30%, which is your stress levels because of that cortisol will also affect your frontal cortex. Your, I always pronounce this word wrong. Agmadella, ag- amygdala you can look it up it's not medella the medella it's agmadella uh, which actually affects your fear mechanism decision makings like the frontal cortex but these things can start shutting down slowly but they're not going to shut off um, and having a hard time process decision making because of cortisol levels that are high because of stress especially nowadays with 
dreaded, you know, this COVID crap and with everything else going on concerning just trying to make money, which is something that's another issue, right? And all this stress rate, you know, your cortisol level is going to be really high. Stressing about things that really don't even matter sometimes. Somebody once told me, I read, well, actually I read in a book, I read this in a book that basically you can't, you can't control other people when you can't even control your own thoughts. So there's no reason to worry about other, what they think about you. You got to control yourself. And we always worry about what other people are thinking and what they're going to judge. But anyways, the stress levels are really, it helps, it helps increase your serotonin actually. Uh, it's, it's also, it's like I said, if you have a high cortisol level, your frontal cortex is for your decision making, especially if you're below the age of 25, it's not even fully developed yet to not be impulsive and like, I'll create all these different things. But if you have a high cortisol level, it's going to, it's going to make those decisions bad. Um, so let me see what else is there. there I mean, there's, oh, God, I'm because I'm not really good on the medical part, like looking because I don't memorize these. Well, I'm like wrote a couple of these things down. Um, uh, okay, well, okay. So I think that's about it because I was just looking at, at that. So you know, your brain is like a virtual, like real, you know, virtual reality machine. It really is because it, you can think of like multiple things at one time, right? You can like put yourself in another dream and in the sense of like, well, I got to do this tomorrow, but then I got to do this. I got to do this. And then you're going to have stressed out. You're going to be stressed about this. You're thinking about this. You're thinking about that. The whole point of, I mean, if you want to take it from the Buddhist perspective, and I think it is for everybody's perspective, it's not, I don't like labeling that, but is that our constant attachment to things, a constant want and grasping of things, constant not knowing that things are impermanent those things will create stress when you get that reality through meditation that you realize these things really don't matter not that you don't care about things it's that you know that shit happens what's that famous thing shit happens right and how are you going to deal with that okay so the brain is giving you this identity and telling you what you should worry about. If you ever meditated, and I'm sure you're going to relate to this because I remember when I first really started doing it, you start realizing your brain is actually, it feels like another entity in your brain, in your head, what's telling you what to do, what to worry about, what to worry about tomorrow, what to worry about in the past, that shit's already been gone. And this is what creates suffering because you're now you're worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow's not even here. There's, tomorrow doesn't even exist. There's no existence of tomorrow. The past, there's no past either. Well, you know, you got to live in your past. You got to learn from your mistake. Learn learn from your mistake, goddammit, and let the shit go. It may take you a while, but why are you holding on to something that doesn't even exist anymore? The same thing. So what's the only place to live in is the moment. I know it's very hard to live in the moment all the time, but I always say if everybody lived in the moment, we would never have any car crashes. 
we'd have a, such a low amount because everybody would be living in the moment, driving a two to 3,000 pound piece of steel, 70 miles an hour down the fucking road like an asshole going over the speed limit. If you and paying attention to everything you're doing, you would hardly have any accidents at all because most accidents are caused by people not paying a fucking attention because they're thinking about other shit. Your brain is like a fucking weapon. If you don't learn how to control some of your thoughts, you have a weapon that's being wielded around like, like a maniac and you have no control over it. So you have to get control of it. And that tool is meditation. So, uh, you know, there's no excuse not to try and do it. Meditation is just breathing and finding the self and realizing that you gives you, it gives you the power to control your past and future, but also the moment. And when I say about controlling your past and future is that you could see it in a healthy way, your future, right? You can plan these things, but no shit will happen. And if it does happen, say, fuck it. You can't have the attachment to something that's not even in the, there yet. And the same thing, it'll help you control your thoughts about the past and work through them. Like the past is gone. The past is gone again. Well, you know, back in the day, yeah, you can reminisce about stuff. You can reminisce about bad things that happened to you, but your it's your attachment to them. And the way, again, how you have a healthy attachment to them is learning to meditate. So I'm just going to go over a little bit of how to meditate. So you're, 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 there is no goal either. Because once you put a goal, you're making yourself an unhealthy attachment to meditation. Meditation, don't make it a goal. Just do it. Do it like fun. I know it doesn't sound fun to actually have to fucking sit with yourself and deal with your shit. But it actually is. So when you when you're sitting and you're breathing, you're gonna see what I always recommend to people is breathe, right? And I'm gonna go the formal route anyways right now, but I mean in a minute, but <clears throat> excuse me. So when you're breathing, you're gonna be having all these thoughts racing through your head. And somebody explained to me a long time ago that when I'm, I've had many teachers, I Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, Noah Levine. So I'm going to sneeze one second. Allergies. Okay, that's great because that's what the mute mic is for. Um, so when you're breathing, you're going to have all these thoughts. Now, you're going to be counting your breath. So you can start from one to nine, nine to one. And you don't like go, you don't breathe like that. You just let yourself breathe. It's about being in the moment of feeling your stomach going in and out. Because you don't really breathe from the chest in the sense of like, like you really feel like you're feeling the diaphragm more. So when you're breathing, all these thoughts and you're going to be counting. And when you're counting, you're going to suddenly you're going to see your brain, your, your true self is going to see your brain doing 
you need to you need to call up Jen. We don't need to sit here. Why am I doing this? Go on the computer. Don't you got some shit to do tomorrow? What do you gotta you gotta pick up some of the store? Right? All these fucking things are gonna come into your brain. And you're gonna notice them. You're not gonna ignore them. That's not the whole point. The point is not to feed them. Meaning that, as like what some of my teachers have said, let the thought come in like a wave and let it float out like a wave. You don't let the wave come in and start feeding it or start dancing in it. You let that shit go way back out. So when the thought comes in, let it come in, but don't embrace it. Let the thought go out. Don't feed it. And you're going to notice when you count from one to nine or nine to one, it's going to be like breathing in, breathing out, one. Breathe in. My body's breathing in, breathe out, two. Breathing in. I got to take the garbage out. I really should take the garbage out. And then you're going to, wait a minute, what number was I on? Fuck. And then you're going to have to start over again. And this is a way of training the brain to say, I'm in control. The true self is in control. And you have to concentrate and focus on your breathing. People don't say that enough. When I studied Zen Buddhism, it was about discipline and concentration and focus. There was nothing spiritual really about the practice. It was just disciplined. So when you're sitting there, you're going to have these thoughts come in. Don't, don't, don't applaud them. Don't do anything. And you just keep doing this. You're going to probably go one, two, three, thought, one, two, thought, one, two, three, four, thought. And if you get to nine, you start back at one again. But don't fucking applaud yourself when you get at nine. Be like, yeah, we did it. That's a thought. You just start back at one. You concentrate on the breathing. Breathe in, breathe out one. Breathe in, breathe out two. That's it. But it's natural breathing. Don't try to control your breathing. Breathing is the only thing that you really control, right? Because you can control the speed. You notice that your breathing will change when you have fear in your life or when you have love or when there's sex or your breathing changes because it's your life force, right? So now you have to learn how to control your breathing. So let's say if you're having anxiety and you do meditation and then you know you're having anxiety, you start breathing properly. You're breathing shallow in anxiety. Take a deep breath. Let it out. So I'm going to give you... So I recommend to everybody... I've done many transcendental. I've been did Vipassana. I've done, you know, meditation camps. Anything like that I've done. Don't do any of that. Just sit there and sit and cross-legged. Or you can sit upright. Don't lay down. Take I say take deep... Three deep breaths in good energy and negative energy out three deep breaths in through your stomach not really your chest then you settle into the breath and you count one two you count to nine then you start over at one or you can go nine to one you're you're gonna don't get frustrated the thoughts are gonna come in you let them go out you concentrate on your breath as you practice more and more, you're going to notice your thoughts are going to suddenly 
slow down tremendously. If you are consistent enough, you should do it every fucking day. And your life is going to change. Because what happens is you start taking control of your thoughts. The thoughts don't run your life. When it has to do with karma, as in Buddhism, what happens is, is that you start being more aware and self-aware of your thoughts and your actions, which will help you stop creating shitball karma for you because you're not being mindful. So it's about being mindful to stop your shitty karma and create better karma. Like, you know what? I should flip that motherfucker off because he cut me off. Then you, that's because it's your brain telling you that. But then you go, I don't need to. I say what I'm going to do. See, people act on impulse a lot. Not what they're thinking through their true self. So you can eliminate a lot of this suffering of in your life because you don't, you'll start learning that I don't have to worry about the future. I don't have to worry about the past anymore. I could just worry about being in the moment, enjoying my kids, enjoying my spiritual time, enjoying that walk. There's also another way you can do meditation. You could do walking meditation. And this is great for practitioners and witches. They're both are. And I'm going to go how to use it in your practice, but go out into the forest, go out with your partner or going out with by yourself. I really suggest more and just walk in the, on a path, but don't say anything. Listen to your breathing while you're walking. Look and listen to every little thing that you hear and see and breathe and feel your feet touching the elements in the beautiful earth and walk for a fucking hour, 15 minutes. When your mind starts drifting off into thinking about, did I leave the stove on? You didn't leave the fucking stove on. You're just thinking that. And you just live in the moment. The brain, this, the, the false self wants to live. I told you, it's like your identity that's not really real and wants to live. But you can, they say it in Zen, in Zen Buddhism to slay the mind. They used to say in Christianity, if you meditated, when you're clearing the mind, the devil will come in. Well, I welcome that shit. But that's not true. It's your learning how to think in for yourself. Now, how to incorporate this in your practice is very simple. Because usually what I do is I cast a circle, do everything else I got to do, to prepare, then I will sit in meditation. No goal. There's no trying to, now I might do all my spell work and stuff before that, but it's better actually to do your spell work after you do your meditation. At least that's my personal opinion, because you're, you're going to be very centered, very in the moment. Okay. So you do your, your, you cast your circle first, of course, and then you sit in meditation as long as you want. You don't have to put a timer on, just sit. And if you get into a nice groove, don't embrace the groove. Just keep going. And you keep counting and you keep slaying the mind. Let it be open because you want to have concentration to live in the moment. So then when you do work with your gods and goddesses or your ancestors, or if you don't work with any of them, 
you're going to do your spell work in total concentration and focus with nothing else in your mind. So when you get up, when you, I would say, awaken from your meditation, are you done with it? Then you can do your spell work and you're going to be in the moment. Then, you know, when you do that, you should be centering yourself, though, also, right? Then when you, you're you to center yourself and ground yourself, because you're going to be able to pull that energy, because you're going to be so focused and so concentrated, it, it's just going to, you're going to feel amazing. So then when you do your spell work, and I really believe this in spell work, you should be doing your spell work, you should be 150 fucking percent into the spell and the only way to do that is slaying the mind. Then, I believe, after you do your spell work or your incantations or whatever you're doing for your god or goddess or whatever you, your, your practice is, but in, especially with spell work, when it's over, it's over. You do the spell. You concentrate on it. You put your energy into it. And you never think about it again. You know why? The spell is over. There's no more past. You just did the spell five minutes ago. And you let the energy of the spell. And all the energy used from the earth, the moon, yourself, the elements, do its work. There's no reason to think about it anymore. Because you're thinking about it, it's the past. Let it do its work. If you start thinking about it, use your mind to say, I'm not going to... Some people say distract yourself. You don't need to distract yourself. Concentrate, not to do it. Eventually it becomes such a habit, you're just gonna live. If you've been around really, like I've been around some really amazing Buddhist monks or people who have meditated for a long time like myself, there's a different aura to them because they're just very calm. Anyways, that's all I have to say. There's so much information about meditation, but I'm saying that do it. Just gonna help yourself physically, Mentally, it's going to help your craft. You're going to stay focused. You're going to stay concentrated. Your life is going to be 10 times better. Your cortisol levels are going to be low. You're going to feel like a different person. And you're going to want to meditate eventually. You just have to slay the mind. you got to get past those first week or so. Then the brain will start saying, okay, I guess I'm not needed as much. Don't hold on to things, people. It creates suffering. Attachments create suffering. Have a healthy attachment to things relationships, have healthy attachments to your craft even, have healthy att attachments to your boyfriend or girlfriend, etc, etc. Have a great weekend. Meditate. Don't say you don't have fucking time, man, because it takes five minutes. I do it in the morning. You got to do it at night. The kids go to bed. Shut that shit down. Anyways, love you guys. I know it was a lot about meditation, probably not about the craft or anything else, but this is a tool for you to use. Have a great weekend. Love you all.